Church. Again, our Bible reading is taken from the book of Jonah. The chapter is 4, and the verses are from 9 to 11. The Bible reads, And God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the God? And he said, I do well to be angry, even unto death. Then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the God, for the which thou hast not labored, neither made it to go, made it go, which came up in a night and perished in a night. Verse 11. And should not I spare in ever that great city, wherein where are more than six score thousands persons that cannot descend between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. That is our Bible reading for this morning. God bless our reading. This morning, it'd be my privilege to introduce to you our guest speaker for this morning. Braxton Youngson will be preaching for us this morning. For those of you that are not familiar with Braxton, he's our pastoral intern for this year, and it's been a privilege to work with him daily throughout the year. Our goal is for him to preach 150 times this year in different settings, whether it be chapel here or Exxon at, uh, on the evening services, Sunday evening services there, or Wednesday evening services here at Faith Family. He's done a great job, and we've been able to watch as he's grown in his progression. My hope is that today that you'll get the opportunity to be blessed through the word of God as he brings the word. Braxton. And thank you, church. I want to take the time to pass to Matt and to allow me to stand here and use the pulpit. And thank you, church, for your support throughout this year. I've learned so much. So this morning, we're going to see the book of Jonah. So when I think of a, a, a Jonah, when I think of a Jonah, I think of a great fish that, that comes into my mind. We, dig, we think of a big fish and we, we started to, you know, give you a whole thing thing. Growing up in a jungle, I, I, I remember when I, was, when I was little, probably eight years or five, five years old, I remember my, 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 my teacher, Miss Becky, Sunday school teacher, would teach us different story of, of the book and one of them was Jonah. And I love when she show us the picture. But my brothers and sisters, we, we, th we all think of the book of Jonah is about, about the great fish, but there are deeper lessons that you and I can learn from this book. This book is all about God, the great God, showing a great compassion to an uncompassionate man. In chapter 1 of the book, uh, Jonah, the Bible says God commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh to deliver his word to the people of Nineveh, but instead he flee to Tarsus. Now the country of Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria. In today's age, it, in today's age, it is called Iraq. 
and in Jonah's time, it was the most powerful nation and the weakest nation ever. And so here we see God sending him to there to preach the people to the Nineveh, but instead he went to Tarsus. In fact, the book of Jonah, Jonah did not give us more detail about the wickedness of the, the Nineveh, but the prophet Nahum, he gives more insights about the wickedness of the Nineveh. He says, they are evil plots against God. They cruelly in war and idolatry and prostitute and witchcraft. Here we see God sent him there, but he ran away. From him, and he went to Tarsus. But God sent a huge storm, and, 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 the, and the waves towering, and, and the ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified, and they called out in desperation for help. They called their little gods, but their little gods did not respond to them. They were the dead god. But the Bible says Jonah went down deep into the sea and he fell asleep. The captain of the ship came and he saw him sleeping there saying, Oh, sleepers, Jonah, get up. What, what is going on with you? Jonah, he, he, the captain of the ship, he told him, pray to your God. Maybe your God will see you, our trouble, and he's going to rescue us. And they even went further, and they, they cast a lot to identify who is the cause of this problem. And it fell upon Jonah. They asked him, what is your occupation? What is your country? And he said, I am a Hebrew, and I worship God, and the God of heaven, the one that who made the sea, the one that who created the, the skies and everything that you and I see. And all, all the men that were in the sheep, they were terrified, and they were afraid of John, of God. Finally, they, they, they throw him into the sea. Now he's, he's in the belly of the fish, and in chapter 2 of Jonah, the Bible says he, he prayed to God, and he asked for mercy, and he said, Lord, I, I want mercy. I want your forgiveness. And here, God heard his prayer, and he sent him command the, sea, uh, the, the fish, and he went, and he vomited him to the dry land. Now, in chapter 3, you can see, in chapter 3, the Bible says, God commanded him for the second time, and he said, Jonah, go and preach to Nineveh. And now he obeyed God, and he went, and he preached a simple message to the people of Nineveh, and he said, Nineveh, for 40 days, you will be overturned, said the Lord. Simple message. The Bible says, everyone from nation, even to their kings, they, they repented of their sins. 
Now the mission of Jonah was like successfully, he was accomplished, and he's like, yes, I, I, I just did it. But in this particular message, in this passage from chapter 4, you can see it's like when you successfully do something in your life and someone came and told you, 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 you make him right, and then you got up and you got angry at them, and you said, I don't want to hear that. That was Jonah. He said, he said Lord, I don't, I don't want to hear you saying that to me. He hated the grace of God. He said, Lord, I just hate your grace. So brothers and sisters, I, I just want to remind us this morning that it is foolish to be angry at God's grace. It is foolish to be angry at God's phrase, a mercy. In, in verse 1 to verse, verse 1 to 4, Jonah chapter 4, verse 1 to 4, the Bible says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. You know why? Why he was very angry? You go back to verse three, chapter 3, verse 10. And God saw their works, that they turned from the evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said, that he would do unto them that he did it not. The word displeased there. The word displeased, it's... In Hebrew translation, it means evil. So it is almost like God is, Jonah is telling God, your grace is evil. I don't, I don't want to see you giving your grace, sow your grace to the people of Nineveh. I hate you sowing your grace to the nation of Nineveh. And in verse 2, the Bible says, And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled unto Tarsus, for I knew, I knew that thou art gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness and repentance, thee of the evil. Now we see he was so angry for God's mercy that God shone to the people of Nineveh. It's because God shows mercy and grace towards the people of Nineveh. Jonah's anger made him forget that the great God had forgiven his sins and of disobedience and spared his life. Oh, in chapter 3, in chapter 1 of verse 3, he disobeyed God and he fled to Tarsus. And in chapter 2, he was in the valley of the fish and he prayed to God and he begged God for his mercy and God did repent for his sin. And in verse 2, in verse 2 of chapter 4, he was in the belly of Nineveh and he prayed God and he asked God for mercy. He wants mercy. Oh, brothers and sisters, it is foolish to be angry at God's mercy. We, we, we sometimes get angry at God when someone comes to know his mercy. Lamentation chapter 3, verse, verse 22 to 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed, because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, brothers, great is thy faithfulness. God, and not deal one them sins belong in me, but you me, you me, Sabe, deal one them all sins belong not the brothers, the sisters belong in me. In verse, verse 3 of Jonah 4, 
The Bible says he made a petition to God and he said, I wanted to die. Therefore, no, therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. His anger made him to be more concerned than glorifying God. He just wanted to die than seeing God doing his work on the people of Nineveh because it really hurt him for seeing them. He forgot that God had forgiven his sins of disobedience and spared his life in chapter 2 of Jonah. Are you more concerned with yourself, or are you, are, you more, are you going to see God's works in other people's life and give him the glory? Now look with me to verse 4 of Jonah 4. Then said, Lord, doest thou will to be angry? Here I can see in chapter 4, God's displacing more compassion on Jonah. Jonah, is it right for you to be angry? Is it right for you to be angry at, at the mercy that I have sown to the people of Nineveh? You can see here, God did not really hush on him. Or he didn't like smoke him at that, that moment. But instead, he, God asked him with a compassionate question. Is it right for you to be angry? Oh, brothers and sisters, in Psalm 103, verse 10 and 12, the Bible says, He had no deal, this is God, with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities, as far as the east from the worst. So far had He removed our transgressions from us. Oh, brothers and sisters in Christ, east and worse, they never met. They don't join together. And here, as our Father God who forgives our sins from the past and from the present and from the future, and he nailed it to the cross and he said, it is finished. What must you and I do? Matthew chapter 4, Jesus said to his disciple, Matthew chapter 5 is, 44 to 45, he says, But I say unto you, love your enemies. Jonah did not like his Gentile, the, the, the people of Nineveh, because they were the cruel against the people of Israel, and he didn't like them. He didn't want God to show mercy to them. But here, what did Jesus say? Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that which despisefully use you and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And send rain on the just and on the unjust. Oh friends, our, our, our Savior Jesus Christ has commanded us to love our enemies. And second commandment is to pray for them. We should shame. We should show the same love that God towards us to other people. God doesn't send rains to only good people. He doesn't give sons only to the good people, but He sends to both evil and good. 
that leads me to my second point for this morning. It is self-centered to isolate in your own bitterness. In verse, in verse 5, the Bible says, So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city, and there made him a booth, and sat under it in the shadow till he might see what become of the city. Here we see Jonah is lonely and self-centered. He went out of the city, on the east side of the city, made himself a shelter, and sat in his shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Here we can see clearly that he was filled with bitterness and in his heart, and he didn't want the people of Nineveh to be saved. He didn't want God's grace to be given to the nations of Nineveh. Instead, he wanted to see if God can change his mind and let them to be destroyed. Oh, my brothers, my sisters, let me remind you. There is result of loneliness and self-centered. There is a result for that. It's going to kill your joy. In verse 1, Jonah was very angry. It's because he was self-centered. In other words, he was so selfish. He wanted that grace for himself. He didn't want that grace to be given to the nation of Nineveh. And in verse 5, the Bible, he isolated himself. Instead of him going there and rejoicing with the people of Nineveh. Oh, Psalm 16, verse 11, the Bible says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is full of joy. In the right hand there is a pleasure forevermore. Oh, friends, do you want to find a real, a real, uh, you want to find a real joy? The real joy is in the presence of the Lord. You're not going to find real joy outside. If you're self-centered and you isolate yourself from the ministry, you isolate yourself from, from doing God's work, you're not going to find joy. There is joy in the presence of the Lord. Not only it's going to kill your joy, but it will also stop your heart from listening to God. In chapter 3, in chapter 1, verse 3, instead of Jonah go to Tarsus, he fled. Instead of Jonah go to Nineveh, he fled to Tarsus. Because his heart is so heavy, heavy like him yet. In chapter 4, verse 4, when God asked him, uh, when God asked him, he didn't respond. Why? He just left it there and he went out from the city. He was lonely and self-centered that his bitterness is going to, is going on in his heart. Brothers and sisters, if we want God to speak in our heart, let the pride go away. Let the fear go away from our heart. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 7, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean 
not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Depart from evil. Oh, brothers and sisters, if you, if you want to find joy, live. If you want to hear um, God speaking to your heart, instead, you should listen to God and trust Him. Not only also it is going to stop your heart from listening to God, but also it will cause you to lose empathy and focus for the suffering of others. Go back to verse, in verse, if you go to back to verse 1 of chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, the Bible says, But the Lord sent out the great wind into the sea, and there was the mightiest tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid, and cried every man unto his God, and cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea, to lighten of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. The word, the phrase that he laid and fast asleep, it's like he, he was unconscious. He, he lost focus on everything. And he's like, with his bitterness in his heart, he just hated that God wanted him to go there. And he just went there and he's like, I'm just going to focus on myself and just sleep here. because he was lonely and self-centered. Oh, brothers and sisters, let me remind you again that it is self-centered to oscillate your own bitterness. But the Bible says in 1 John 3, verse 16 and 17, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. But but whose soul had this world's good, had seen his brother have need, and shattered his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Well, the word of God clearly tells us to lay down a life for others. Show compassion for others. In verse 6 down to verse 8, I can see God is still faithfully working in Jonah's heart. In verse 6, the Bible says, And the Lord God prepared a God and made it to come up over Jonah, that it may be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad of the God. In verse 1, the Bible says he was angry that God has given mercy to the people of Nineveh. But in verse 6, he was glad for the God. Verse 7, but God prepared a worm when the morning rose the next day, and it, is, it smote the God, and it withered. And it came to pass when the sun did rise, that God prepared them vehement east wind, and the sun beat upon the head of Jonah, that he fainted and he wished in himself to die. And he said, it is better for me to die than to live. Oh, God is still faithfully working. It's Jonah's heart. And we can see in verse 6, God 
prepare our God. In verse 8, God prepared a vehement east wind. In verse 7, God prepared a worm. Can you see the word repeated there? Prepare, prepare, prepare. If you go back to verse 1, verse 17, chapter 1, verse 17, God prepared a fish. He provided. And now you, you, you see here, God prepared, prepared. The word prepared there means God is the only one that ordained. I can see clearly here that God is trying to, trying to signify Jonah. He's trying to bring him close to him because his attention and his heart is not on the people of Nineveh and God. He, he's full of hatred and bitterness in his heart. And God, he said, okay, I'm going to do something for you. He sent him a plant. And now he's really happy for the plant. But when God took away the plant, he was very angry. Brothers and sisters, I can see the same thing that God provided for our sanctifications in our life. Through the gifts that bring joys in our life, through the trials that bring sorrows in our life, through the experience that bring pain in our life. You see, Jonah was so happy for the plant in verse 6. God said, okay, I'm going to do the next thing. I'm going to see where's your heart. He brings the worm. Now he was angry. In, in verse, verse 8, he was, God sent out a vehement yeast, and he bring him into sorrow. You know, sometimes in life, we, we face situation. It's not because God is hating us. It's not because we, we, we do something that is bad. It's because God wants us to go close to him. Instead of you trusting your own self and depend on your, of your own strength, you should go close to him. That is the purpose of God sending pain, joy, that gift that brings joys in our life and trials that bring sorrows in our lives and experience that brings pains in our life. Psalm 16, Psalm, Psalms 86 verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Oh, friends, if you want to be, if you want to be, go close to God, if you want God to sanctify you, let him teach you. Let him teach you through the gift that brings joys in your life. Let him teach you through the trials that bring sorrows into your life. Let him teach you the experience that brings pain into your life. Let him sanctify you. Bring to my church point. It is short-sighted to care about temporal things. It is short-sighted to care for temporal things in verse 9 down to verse 11. When God was dealing with Jonah, he asked him a question again in verse 9. He said, And God said to Jonah, Do us well, well to be angry of the God, and he said, I will, I do well to be angry even unto dead. Oh, Jonah, 
Do you have right to be angry? He said, yes, Lord, I have right to be angry, even to death. I want to die. And we see Jonah is troublingly angry in his heart. He thinks his anger, his anger is justified. But God asked him questions to reveal Jonah's heart. He wanted to reveal his heart. It was not my, he says here, in verse 9, doest thou will to be angry? It is not by mistake that when God asked question to Jonah, when God asks question, it's always served with purposes. When God asks question, it's always served with purposes. God doesn't ask question to get information from you, but he asks question to point out us where our heart are. You see, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, he said, Where art thou, Adam? To draw Adam out of his hiding place. You see, in 1 King chapter 19, verse 9, What doest thou here, Elijah? To point out how Elijah was straying from God's purposes for him. And in Isaiah chapter 6, they said, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? To volunteer to bring God's message to the people of Israel. In Mark chapter 8, verse 27 to 28, whom do men say that I am? Jesus trying to focus his disciples' attention on something significant. And here we see Jonah, God asking Jonah to examine his own heart. In verse 11, verse 10 to 11, I can see God pointed, pointed at eternal murders. Verse 10, Then said the Lord, Thou hast pity on the God for which thou hast not labored, neither madest grow which came up in the, in the night, and perished in the night. And should not I perish Nineveh, the great city, where are, wherein are more than six score thousand persons, it's like 120,000 that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle. Jonah was, Jonah was focused more on the temporal things, the plant, than the eternal things, than the people of Nineveh. He didn't care about the lives of the people of Nineveh. He was angry, and, and when God gave him the plant, he was glad. His heart was not on God and the people of Nineveh. It was on the plant. And when God took away the plant, he became angry and even said, Lord, I want to die. It is hurtful for me to see the people of Nineveh get saved and receive that mercy. Oh, brothers and sisters, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, such your affections on the things above, not on the things on earth. We should put our affection on the things above. We should love the things that are, come from above, come from God. We should not put our trust or love the things of this world because all the things of this world are going to perish one day. It's going to go. But the things that come from above, the things that come from God will last forever.
to end my message for tonight with five applications, and I'm going to finish. Don't be self-centered. Don't be self-centered person. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. If there be, if there be therefore any consolation or encouragement in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy... If you want to find the encouragement, in, encouragement, you should go to Christ. He's in Christ. He's in, he's in, if you want to find any comfort of love, you should go to Christ. He's in Christ. If you, find, if you want to find any fellowship of the Spirit, he's in Christ. If you want to find bold and mercy, he's in Christ. Verse to fulfill ye may joy that be like-minded, have the same love, and be one of the one... One, one accord of the wine, one, one mind. If you want to find, find joy, you don't have to separate yourself and self-centered yourself and be selfish to yourself, but you have to come around with the brothers and sisters who are like-minded. You're going to find joy there because joy comes from Christ. Let not be done through the stripes of vain glory, but in loneliness of mind let its, its esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of the others. You see Jonah? Jonah was thinking of himself. He's not thinking about the people of Nineveh. We shouldn't think of ourselves, brothers and sisters. God didn't think of himself, but he gave his only begotten son whom he loved so much and he sent it to the cross and he died for our sins. Don't attempt to justify yourself. Instead, be yield to process of the sanctification in your life. You know, God provides for our sanctification through gifts that bring joys in our life. Trials that brings sorrows in our lives. Experience that bring pain in our lives. So when God brings all these things in our situation in our life, we should know that it is for our sanctification. It's to sanctify us. And don't question God. Don't become like Jonah and question God. God, why did you send this? Why did you take this away from me? Instead, you should look for help and you should draw your heart towards him. Know that God is more merciful than you can imagine. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, brothers, great is thy faithfulness. He he loved us, even though you may make him sin, that you may turn away from him each day and every minute of our lives. He's merciful always, and he gives sun and rain and our children. You sleep good, now you, you take a good, now you get up, now you come because of God's faithfulness and his mercy upon our lives every day. Psalms 1. Under three, verse eight: The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Oh, brothers, He is slow in anger when we done evil things against Him. He's slow. He's plenteous mercy. 
the last one and I'm going to finish. Where does your real joy come from? Is it from the blessing or the gift or is it from the Lord, the giver of the blessing? Friends, brothers and sisters, James 1 verse 17, the Bible, every good gifts, gift and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the Father of light with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You see, every gift that we have in our life comes from God above. And we should, we should glad, we should give praise to the one, the creator of everything in our lives. Instead, sometimes in our life, we, 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 we give our happiness towards the things that God has given us. And when he takes those things in our life, we start to complain. And we say, oh, why did you take this one away from me? When you, you start to go and go and go and go. But instead, you should just stop and say, Lord, I know that everything comes from you. And I'm going to thank you every day in my life. Oh, brothers, a great God showing a great compassion to an uncompassionate man. God, he loved us and he sent his own son. Jesus, he showed compassion on us. He sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sin. Father, thank you for this day and thank you for your compassion in our life. Lord, we don't deserve that. Father, every time Mipla Save Punaun, Mipla Save Mikim Sin Long Life, Mipla, Papa Mipla Save, complain you go long you again. But here with Mipla looking Jonah, Mipla looking compassion long you go long him. That you show him long him. Papa God, me, me pray and me put him this day and this message you go long humbly. You can bless him. Will name the Jesus. Me pray.